Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. In about 90 minutes from now, uh, we'll be joined by another D.C. Freedom Squad member. We had Thomas Massey on yesterday. Today, Congressman Chip Roy from the great state of Texas uh, will join us. So again, that's the bottom of the second hour. Looking forward to that. Had a lot to talk to him about. Uh, one of the things, of course, the border. The border is secure, as you know. Uh, but Speaker Mike Johnson discussed the border for some reason. I don't know why there's so much attention being paid to that right now. Hmm. Everything's secure. It's set. We're done. But here's what he said. Since President Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas assumed office, there have been more than 7 million encounters with illegal aliens just at our southern border alone. Mm-hmm. 35 of our 50 states, including my home state of Louisiana, don't have a population that large. Yet that's how many people have been apprehended in just the past three years. 35. Among those who've been apprehended on the southern border, but between ports of entry, more than 300 individuals who are on our terror watch list. Hmm. Terrorist watch list. The, the frightening question is, if so many terrorists were caught attempting to cross our borders, how many have entered undetected? That is a frightening we question. We suspect it is a much higher number. Well, yeah. And we know that there are at least 1.8 million gotaways that we know mm-hmm. have escaped mm-hmm. uh, CBP. Who knows what dangerous plans those gotaways are making and, and, and what foreign adversaries they may be speaking with. Hmm. Understand the situation at our border presents a clear and present danger to our national security, and it demands that it be addressed. That's a leap. Wow. I mean, he didn't spend any time <laughs> on the biggest issue we face, white supremacy. <sighs> Nothing. Why? Climate change? Do you hear any climate change come out of his mouth? Who, I, what is wrong with this guy? Get your priorities straight, <sighs> my friend. Where's your uh, white supremacist uh, rail? Rail and rant. Scream and yell about it. And climate change is killing us. <sighs> but whatever. Okay, you want to go with the border. That's, that's your prerogative, I guess. KJP, in the meantime, says Joe Biden tries to fix the border. <laughs> ah, he's so trying so hard. But those stinking Republicans oh, keep no. getting in the way. Okay. I, I talked about three years, more than three years ago, more than a thousand days ago, mm. we put forth the president, his very first piece of comprehensive legislation was to deal with immigration. That's what <laughs> yeah, he to, wanted to do on the first day. To allow so more in. It's been three years. So 94 actions he took to weaken the border Yeah, in his early days in office. He undid everything Trump had done. And now now it's somebody else's fault, as always. (laughs) My gosh. Remember how he undid the, uh, oh, the, was it the EpiPen thing? Yeah. Trump lowered the price. Yeah, and then he raised it and then lowered it back. Yeah, and now he takes Mm -hmm. credit for it. Okay, look, we'll give you credit. Just reinstate all of the fixes that were in place that you took down yeah for the border and then we can go oh thank you so much for fixing it joe (laughs) this is uh, madness independent presidential hopeful robert kennedy jr discussed the border on fox news as well yesterday now can you explain what joe biden's doing I can't explain the rationale, and I've been down to the border. I I spent uh, three days in Yuma watching this, and I was astonished. I you know between two a.m. and four a.m. in the morning, I watched three hundred people just walk across the border. 
there were buses that were bringing them up to the border that were owned by the Mexican drug cartel. Um, 100 or 55 people in a bus. And I watched the first 110 people that came over were from West Africa. <laughs> and I wasn't able to interview Gosh. them. But then the second two buses that came in, I was able to interview all the people. And... Only two of them had asylum claims. Most of them were from Asia. Right. And um, mm. it's really, it's astonishing that, the, you know, the Border Patrol is utterly demoralized. You could stop this very quickly. And there doesn't seem to be any interest in the Biden administration doing it. Last month, Steve, the, we hit a record of 247,000 um, migrants arrested, which means many more were coming across. Right. So, uh, and you know, it's not sustainable. Our country, we've already absorbed 7 million right. people in the last three years. And it, the, the, uh, the pilot, whatever they're thinking is, is wrong. It's insane. If you were elected president, how would you fix it? I would stop it overnight. There, you know, I've talked to the patrol. I've talked to law enforcement. Um, what we we need to do is to, to complete the 27 gaps in the in the wall. You don't need a wall from Brownsville, Texas, 2,200 miles to San Diego, but you need the physical barrier in those highly populated zones where uh, migrants can disappear very quickly. So there's 27 big gaps where everybody's coming through. In the rural areas, you need to restore the fences that were torn up right. by, the, by the administration. You need to put in the long-range cameras, the lights, the sensor equipment, and then you need... We need asylum judges on the border to adjudicate the cases there. And we need to reinstate the Migrant Protection Act that requires people with asylum claims to remain in Mexico oh, while those great. claims are adjudicated. And that would Thank stop you. the flow immediately. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, look, everybody gets it. The guy who wanted to challenge the sitting president mm -hmm. from his own party, even that guy gets it from the left. I... <laughs> Marxist are running the show, man. It's a fairly new thing, but it is it is something that's sweeping the Democrat Party right now. There seems to be a lot of people who are waking up to this fact, and one of the reasons is the busing program mm -hmm. that yeah. Yeah. Abbott implemented here in Texas, and DeSantis followed up on, and the governors who are sending these illegals to other cities, it's just impacted them just the way we all hoped it would. They realize all of a sudden, whoa, this is a real problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to our nightmare. Exactly. And uh, Robert Kennedy was talking about, you know, fix the gaps in the wall. Uh, sure, that's a great start. But, uh, yeah, I still want the wall stretching oh, yeah, from me Brownsville too. to San Diego. Me too. In fact, this meme came across uh, my timeline this morning. I mean, this is, this is perfect. Uh, these sound wall, can you see that up there? Yeah. Since 1972, the government has built over 3,000 miles of sound walls along our highways to protect nearby homeowners from traffic sounds. <laughs> these walls cost about $2 million per mile. The government has spent over $6 billion on them. If the government can spend $6 billion on walls to protect homeowners from traffic noise, why can't it spend $5 billion to protect our lives? Yeah, I did the math. 21,000, uh, hmm. right? Uh, I mean, 2,100 miles uh, long border. Mm -hmm. So times whatever, if that's inaccurate, that's 4.2 Whatever it is, it's Let's worth go. spending. Absolutely. It's got to be done. It's like protecting our infrastructure from EMPs. They won't do that either. And I don't care what that costs. Do it. That should be done.
should be done. Sure should. And the fun thing about this whole interview was that Fox News also was able to talk to a cartel, former cartel, and did like a tell-all. That's clip 19, Joe. Oh, okay. Mm. Have you done everything you can do with executive authority? Is that the cartel guy? Is there more you yes. can do? Yes. <laughs> all I can do. Just give me the power. I've asked for the very give day the I power. got it off. Give me the border patrol. Give me the people. Give me the people, the judges. Give me the uh. people who can stop this and make it work right. Jesse, I'm not asking for a political uh. answer on this. I just want you to help us understand if that makes sense to you. <laughs> Not at all. Nothing's been done. Mm. I don't care what President Biden says at the moment. It's things are still the same. There's nothing changed. Everything will run in the same to the very first day. There's, uh, you, you know, he, he has a power to do it. I just don't understand why he's not doing it. Mm-hmm. There's so the drugs, the people, you know, the, the cartels are, are, are coming in. I mean, they're right. just taking advantage of every situation of this border crossings. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen the amount of fentanyl that's been coming across. I mean, it's really gotten big throughout the United States. Mm. Mm. And that's a former cartel guy. It's uh, yep. Even he is like, bro. Even he's like, bro. You okay. know how much money? Look at me. I got a house with a cowboy hat. <laughs> Like, I'm all set. Oh, yeah, Thank you, a, Biden. That was a nice hat. <laughs> that was a really nice hat. Sure was. Mm. I mean, Texas is done with it, man. We are so over this. Did you see the National Guard outpost? They were flying the Texas flag, and they were flying something that looks familiar underneath it. Do we have that picture, Joseph? Uh, the, the Texas National Guard uh, station mm. flying the come and take it flag. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, now. I mean, that's cool. I like the historic. Uh, that's, that is cool. Reference. However, I'm still uh, partial to the come and take it uh, with the bar- razor wire. Yeah, the razor wire flag. That one needs to be. Yeah. Out there as well. <sighs> Georgia State Senator uh, Colton Moore took a camera undercover into the Atlanta airport because he'd been informed that illegals were being processed there. I mean, I what is the deal with all these airports housing illegals there? so crazy but here's colton moore (laughs) all right so this one we're gonna get the whole walk here so what he's doing he's approaching he's heard there's this conference room there at hartsfield airport Uh, where they've got a bunch of yeah now what you'll see is he'll have a quick conversation with a soldier who is uh, stationed in front of the door to keep unauthorized people from going in. All right. Now, if this is the Georgia National Guard, that means Governor Kemp is fully aware, correct? I, I, you would think what so. What the heck? I mean, just... What, what do you want to do? Put him to work? I just want to get a documentation of Are you like ICE or something? <laughs> Are you like ICE or something? The poor soldier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he explains, I'm a senator in Northwest Georgia. They have the government's like, uh, kind of All right, so a representative for this NGO that has somehow made five, again, $5 million of an influx of cash over the last year. I wonder where that's coming from, George Soros. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. This is Team Liberty. Yeah, we're all getting in place to, to where they need to be. Yeah, where they need to be. All over the place. Where they need to be. All over the place. As in, like, country of origin, yeah. stuff like that. All, also all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. You know when they come into the U.S.? Like, can I ask you why you're asking these questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a senator from Northwest Georgia. Yeah. And uh, not a big fan of human trafficking. Just want to make sure oh, everything's yeah. above board here. Yeah, so these are just... Uh, do- recently documented travelers getting released from ICE, getting to where they need to be. Yeah, where they need to be. Your hometown is where they're going to be soon. So, well, you're, you're part of the company of volunteers. Yeah. Team Liberty. Yeah. We, we know this is going on. Oh, yeah. Sure. Why? Yeah. Is there more to actually hear? Because I can barely tell what they're saying. I'm a volunteer. I mean, I just, he tries to get in there. And they, they get dropped off here from the state senator with no help, so we just. You know. yeah. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Care if we? Uh, yeah, you care if I come okay. in? Just take a little closer look. I mean, you can stand right there. I'm, I'm, I don't know you that very. I don't know you very well either. So yeah, just let me. We just want to document it. What do you want? Uh, actually, you cannot get a video. No. no. You cannot get a video. <laughs> Why? You're not allowed. You're not allowed. What's the problem? Okay. Why? Because they know they're doing something yeah, wrong. Yeah, obviously they're ashamed of something. Obviously they realize that the American people are going to be pissed about this. That's why everything's so hush-hush and secretive and they've got guards posted so you can't even take a video of it. Same thing was uh, was the case in Chicago at O'Hare Airport. The guy was trying to document how many illegals were sleeping there, living there, and they were all telling him he couldn't be there. He couldn't be doing that. What? Well, <laughs> Yeah, they can. These are American citizens in public space. Well, no, the airport is owned by the airport people. I would like to know. <laughs> well, no, that's city of. Can we go to the FW? Uh, no, it's owned by airport people. Airport people. Yeah. I, I want. I want to know if Brian Kemp, <clears throat> what uh, what kind of knowledge he has of this operation there, because. Mm-hmm. You got a soldier sitting out front. I I couldn't tell mm-hmm. him. Is that National Guard? Was don't the, know. Uh, boy, it's, I mean, and he said, we're going to release them, uh, you know, across the country. Right. Duh. Yep. But again, again, this is the thing. They freak out on the left mm-hmm. when Abbott and DeSantis and others bus immigrants. So busing, not good. Sending planes in the cover of darkness, the administration, the federal government doing that, that's totally fine, apparently. And they've been doing that the entire that was Obama stuff. administration. And yes, previous to the Biden administration, yeah. the, Obama was doing the same thing. Yeah, they are. They're shipping them all over the country, and they're doing it clandestinely. Like, mm-hmm. like again, they're ashamed of something. They know that they're doing something wrong, and they try to hide it from us. Didn't you ask yesterday or the day before something about Elon Omar? Uh, you know, being the representative there in Minneapolis. Yeah. Just how many shipments yeah. of Somalis were sent to Minneapolis under the, Biden, under the Obama administration? Yeah, what a coincidence. What a weird thing that every Somalian who decides to immigrate to the United States all decide to go to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hmm. Really strange, isn't it? What a perfect spot for them because it's so like where they came from. I'm sure they're used to the frigid cold winter temperatures. I bet they love it. I bet they absolutely love it. And yet they've gathered there for some reason, and they've got a heck of a voting block where they can vote in one of their own, and they keep doing it. 
in New York City. By now, you've probably seen the video of the illegals attacking uh, New York police officers. Saw this for the first time yesterday. It's it's really disturbing and infuriating. Uh, but here's a bunch of illegal aliens ganging up on police officers because they told them to move it along. Move along, break it up. And so this is what happens. They just start pummeling. Yeah. And look at the people Kicking walking him, by. That, beating that's him. also equally disturbing, honestly. Yeah. Mm. Just. Another cop comes in trying to help. Uh, and these animals continue to attack him now, too. Kick the other guy in the face. Kicking them both. Punching them. Jeez. Third worldification. Well <sighs> underway. My yeah. Yesterday, uh, Kathy Hochul did a press conference. And someone asked, you know, hey, you know, maybe we should possibly get these illegals that attack the cops uh maybe we should get them deported and her quote was i mean if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of new york and they're not here legally it's definitely worth checking into end quote <laughs> oh wow what a powerful what, statement what resolve from the governor of new york yeah, yeah we should look into maybe i don't know enough said there right i mean that doesn't get any stronger from the governor of a state. And did you see, speaking of Minneapolis uh, and New York and places where public transit is a thing, did you see they had to, they're adding signs to uh, the Minneapolis trains. I think we have that. And they're like, hey, check it out. We got rules here. You know, it's not a public restroom. There's no sexual assault. We got to remind people. <laughs> Of, of these things are like are frowned upon in a civil society yeah but that's where we're at in this country now is that we're not a civil society and we're unraveling with every flow every day where we have the third world come into this nation what you mean i can't poop on the train that's what we do back home I can't just rape women if I want to? Yeah, that's what... We, we, Wait, what? We played the guys in Britain, remember? Uh, where were they mm -hmm. from? And they were just like, yeah, rape. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. kind of enjoy Sometimes you it. Might yeah. get, you might get caught. Yeah. Yeah, one of the side effects is that the woman could scream. She might yell. <laughs> we got to keep that or clip get on pregnant. file. They were upset yeah, that's that she what he was right. pregnant. Because the BBC right. guy was like, hey, what about the consequences of that? You know, yeah, we yeah. don't want to get an STD or get a chick pregnant. No, bro. <sighs> Oh, I swear. But that's their mindset. They haven't even considered that it's wrong or they shouldn't be doing it. Wow. I, it's, it's not, it's laughable to the point of enraging. The uh, Muckraker report embedded themselves in with the mass migration trail all the way up from uh, South America to the U.S. border. And they produced a nice little documentary. We've got a trailer of that. 23, nearly a quarter million illegal aliens entered the United States every month. Nearly all of these illegals followed the same mass migration trail that starts in Quito, Ecuador and ends at the U.S. southern border. So, we decided to follow the trail ourselves. Oh. Along the way, we discovered secret Chinese staging hotels, crossed through the world's deadliest jungle, embedded with an illegal alien caravan, rode the Mexican train of death, and finally, were kidnapped by the Gulf Cartel, just hundreds of feet from the United States border. This video will expose the entire illegal alien pipeline for what it is. A United Nations weaponized migration agenda masquerading as an organic humanitarian crisis. This agenda wow. directly benefits cartels and human smugglers, exposes the United States to incredible geopolitical threats, and could potentially usher in permanent one-party rule. 
How dare you call it an invasion? These are just wonderful family people looking for a better life. They just want a job. What's your problem? Why do you why do you hate brown people so much? Or uh, Asians so much? Why do you hate them? Mm. It's amazing. Chinese uh, Chinese refuge places, um, hotels. Yeah, isn't that interesting? In wait, in Central America? Well, they've got a big footprint, huh? Uh, in the jungle, in, not just in Central America. Well, and apparently China is so uh, involved down there, they are destroying the rainforest. You know, you grew up knowing it as a jungle, mm-hmm. but uh, they've been destroying the rainforest. I mean, they're everywhere. China's everywhere. They are obviously cozying up with Africa, where Biden has completely shut the door on any kind of relationship with that continent. Mm. But uh, I mean, this is this is UN. This is Agenda 2030. No borders, mass yep. migration, mm-hmm. uh, bring down the West through poverty, especially it, the United States. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a great job of it. This is an age-old question now. If you were trying to destroy the country, what would you do differently than this administration is doing right now and has been doing since they took office? You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do anything differently. It's uh, doing the job perfectly. Meanwhile, Gavin Newsom tells a story about what happened to him. Oh, this is good. At Target. Yes. Okay, this is a gathering of like mayors around the state. They're hanging out with the mayor, just having a chat. He doesn't realize that journalists are already online. So this is somebody that's recording from their phone onto their from their uh, laptop. It's like, oh crap! That the mayor's telling a story about going to Target and uh, and and witnessing himself. Someone stealing. This just oh. feeds into the whole mm-hmm. third worldification of America. And this this story of his, man, he's so arrogant. Says, sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back, picks it up, and he's walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? Why'd she you goes, stop? oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. And my mom's great. Mm-hmm. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said that's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said we have the tenth toughest, nine hundred fifty dollars, the tenth toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the tenth toughest in America. You've already said that. No one gives a damn about right. that. And I said it's just not true. There's still stop. They said, well, we don't stop them because of the governor. <laughs> and then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. Yeah. That's your state. Not fair. Not fair. Hmm. Not fair. Yeah. Wow. So he can't believe I've got to pay $380. That guy gets to walk out of here. And don't blame me. I did look up that law. There was, when they were figuring out the threshold for what you can... I can't believe I'm saying this in America. When they lowered the threshold to figure out what you could get away with stealing, mm-hmm. uh, it was bantied about... a $1,000 limit? It's $950, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but, but he was arguing that originally the bill was that you can't stop them okay and so they changed that and said you can stop them that's what he was defending he's just a smarmy sob and and it just oh the arrogance from that guy (sighs) congratulations california that's your governor (laughs) is that our future uh, democrat nominee for president who knows i'd I'd be fine if he is because he's gonna lose 
California's got no story to tell. He's got nothing to uh, to brag about in California, and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. You know how you you're always stressing, and rightfully so, that Michelle Obama could get tapped as yeah. the uh, nominee at the last minute, 11th hour Democrat nominee. Later on today, we've got a clip that I think you're going to enjoy because it might uh, might put that fear at rest for you. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Get to that later. Also yesterday, Meta CEO, uh, formerly known as Facebook, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was in front of U.S. senators and Ted Cruz took him on. Instagram also displayed the following warning screen to individuals who were searching for child abuse material. Mm. These results may contain images of child sexual abuse. And then you gave users two choices. Get resources or see results anyway. Mr. Zuckerberg, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> All right, Senator. Um, the, the, the basic science behind that is that when people are searching for something that is problematic, uh-huh. it's often helpful to, rather than just blocking it, to help direct them towards something that, um, that could be helpful for getting them to get help. In, in what, I also, understand get resources. In what, what sane universe is there a link for see results anyway? Well, because we might be wrong. We, we try to trigger this, this uh, warning, or we tried to, um, when we th- think that there's any chance that the results Okay, you might, might be, be wrong. Let me ask you, how many times was this warning screen displayed? I don't know, but the... But the hey, you don't know. Why don't you know? I, I, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. <laughs> As always. He had a fun day yesterday. Yeah, I bet he did. Uh, it's tough to answer that question because there's no good answer to it. Well, you know, I mean, we don't want to totally cut them off from their uh, freaky fetishes. So we give them the option to go ahead anyway. And what are you going to say to that? What are you going to say? <laughs> also, Senator Marsha Blackburn went after Zuckerberg as well. Mr. Zuckerberg, yes, there are a lot that is slipping through. It appears that you're trying to be the premier sex trafficking site in this Uh, country. That's ridiculous. No, it is not ridiculous. You want to turn around and tell these people that on our platforms. Why don't you take it down? We do take. We are here discussing. We We need you all to work with us. No, you're not. You are not. And the problem is we've been working on this. Senator Welch is over there. We've been working on this stuff for a decade. You have an army of lawyers and lobbyists that have fought us on this every step of the way. You work with Mm. NetChoice, the Cato Institute, Taxpayers Protection Alliance, and Chamber of Progress to actually fight our bipartisan legislation to keep kids safe online. Hmm. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, you can't keep kids safe anymore because then, you know, you're a Nazi. You're banning books and you're banning content on the Internet and it's all free speech. So leave them alone. They're just trying to provide quality entertainment to people. Who are you? To say they can't do that. Senator Josh Hawley uh, got Zuckerberg to apologize to families. So you didn't take any action. You didn't take any action. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't compensated a single victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? 
Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? Why, Mr. Zuckerberg, why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim you hide behind a liability shield? You can't be held accountable. Should mm. <laughs> what a smarmy lying douchebag Mark Zuckerberg is. Incredible. <laughs> they care about one thing, and that's money. Well, they might care about a second thing, uh, power. They they do want to direct our movements. Uh, as the WEF had told us, or was it, uh, maybe that was, um, that was, that was BlackRock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Larry Fink that they need to direct our, they need to force our behaviors. Mm-hmm. All of these, that's what these people are looking for here. How much is Zuck losing over there on threads? Who? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> How much is he losing? A lot. Yeah, that's, that's what... dead, bro. Is it completely dead now? Oh yeah. Yeah. What? Nah. Nah. It's dead. No one is there. Yeah. Nobody's there. Like sagebrush. Oh yeah. Blowing through the tumbleweeds. That's great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three. Seven point seven billion in twenty twenty-three. They lost on that. Pat Gray unleashed. first already wow it seems like christmas just was here and now here we are in february happiest day of the year groundhog day tomorrow though so we got that going for us how are you gonna celebrate oh the way i always do we're gonna going live to it twice punk punxatawney pennsylvania oh you're gonna go up there mm-hmm as always hot gobbler's knob gobbler's knob not <laughs> to be confused with dixville notch no no, Gobbler's Knob is a much better place. And uh, and really worth really worth the flight or the drive or however you get there. Uh, people love it. Uh, also, uh, the TikTok CEO. We've been playing these you know, tech CEOs. And uh, they've had to squirm a little bit in Congress yesterday. Yeah, uh, being asked some tough questions. This is weird. I don't understand this one with Tom from Cotton. Tom Cotton. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's what uh, here's his exchange with the TikTok CEO. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I served my nation I'm in asked, Singapore. I, no, I, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two, two and a half ha- years in Singapore. Do you have any other, do you have any mm. other passports from any other nations? No, Senator. Your mm. wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not, no, not yet. Okay. Okay. All right. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Oh. Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. 
Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, heck? Senator. Again, okay. I'm Singaporean. Let me ask you some hopefully simple questions. You said earlier, in response to your question, that what happened at Tiananmen Square in June of 1989 was a massive protest. Did anything else happen in Tiananmen Square? Yes, I think it's well documented. There was a massacre. Um, there was an yeah. indiscriminate slaughter of hundreds or thousands of Chinese citizens. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what is the implication okay. here? I, I, here? Does he have information that the guy's That's what I'm trying wondering. to spy or something? Did somebody get, on trying to get at something there? Give him the talking points yeah. for the wrong hey, guy. Hey, this guy claims to be Singaporean. I don't know, uh, but I think I think he's Chinese, and I think he's a member of the Communist Party in China. He must have had that information. I, I, I don't know if if he just got. Clearly, that was the, the line of questioning. Points. That's bizarre. It was very bizarre. And, wow. Because uh, I was looking, I was like, All right, maybe the CEO just changed last week and he got the wrong information from like the past CEO. No, this guy's been no. in the driver's seat since like 2020 or 2021 or something. It was huh. so weird. It's just like, <laughs> that was a wet fart, man. What are you going for there? <laughs> that was not good. Yeah, well... The other thing is, he knows it's Chinese-owned, so he must have tied the CEO into China that way. Very weird, though. Maybe that's what that was. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Also at the Capitol yesterday, a crazy pro-Hamas lady <laughs> decided to berate Congressman Brian Mast over him wanting to pull funding from the United Nations group. Yeah. Who had at least right. a dozen employees participate in the horrific attack on October 7th in Israel. It's a no-brainer to pull that funding. Twelve employees at least took part in, in killing and kidnapping Jews. The United Nations was moronic for creating UNRWA, which has been an abysmal failure goes out there and parrots the lies of the Palestinian health agency, like the the Alalia hospital bombing, saying that it was an Israel bomb. That's UNRWA, that's parrots. They go out there You're and heartless. they teach the kids You're in the schools. You are heartless. Do you realize how heartless you are? These children are being slaughtered, and now you want to take away the last bit of food and water and supplies and medicine? Do you want to take the last bit they have? That's what you want. Do you know Are you a like private citizen? Yes, I am. So, listen, if you want to take one of your dollars and donate it to, to UNRWA, you're well more than welcome to do that. You can do that. I They'll pay take... taxes. My taxes should go to UNRWA, not to a war that's killing innocent people in Gaza. That's say... not what my tax money Why? is for. Sure that's not what my son's tax money is for. Make sure your tax dollars don't go to UNRWA. You're a liar. And you're... Wow. Wow. The cop is like, shut up. Wow. Because she's just cussing him out as she walks away. <laughs> Stop it now. There's no dealing with these people. No. You know, just go back in your office, shut the door, keep them out of <laughs> but there. But do you understand what she's pissed about? She's pissed that they're pulling funding yeah. from a UN group that had people that actively participated yep. in the torture and killing that's, of... That's because they support the torture and killing of Israelis hey, on she's October not upset 7th. About they support that. it. They she's like it. She's not upset about that. They're glad. They're glad, just like the Palestinians are. Hold on. Can we get a, a still shot somewhere on that, Joe, of the chick with her hands up in the air? Because Chris tells me in my ear that uh, he's met that chick. Uh, yeah, that's the Code Pink Lady, okay. professional Code protester. Pink. Look at really? her right there. She, she's... <laughs> 
Every she is literally a professional protester. What a lie! Does not matter what the cause is. She's in DC in DC <laughs> protesting. That with is red pink. Like with, she has probably a room with just red paint that yes. she puts on her hands before she goes. Every year, I, ah. I'm surprised. Last time I saw her was like what eight years ago, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's her again. Is she a good conversationalist? Is she oh, good? she was terrific. Ter oh. A doll. Profound. A, a doll. doll. I love her t-shirt, Let Gaza Live. Let Gaza Live. That's great. Or is it Let Gaza Live? Like, are they, do you have a new TV show coming out? <laughs> <laughs> it's Let Gaza Live! <laughs> I don't know. Now, you've got some uh, something big happen in Chicago. I do. Night. Did you see the big news out of Chicago? Tell me. What? Uh, Chicago passed a resolution mm -hmm. for a ceasefire in Gaza. Oh, well, Play the clip. done. Done deal. <gasps> oh, let's see. It's important vote. <laughs> Even though there is no tie. Okay, so hold on, hold on, pause it, pause it. So the vote is tied. The vote is tied, 24-24. And so the mayor has to step in and break this tie. Are we going to call for a ceasefire in Gaza from Chicago, Illinois, USA, or are we not? Yes. Am I right? I both tied. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> These losers, like they won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> what in the world? So what'd that do for him? Exactly. I was going to ask you, as a new yeah, American, for him? Nothing. I, yeah. I don't know anything <laughs> right. about this, yeah. so I don't know anything about American stuff. Okay. What does that do? Oh, it shuts it down now. Oh. Now there will be a ceasefire because Chicago is the entity that decides all of these things uh, for the globe. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. I love the smackdown by Ben Shapiro. Go ahead, Joe. Ben Shapiro tweets out, you should call a ceasefire in your city. Yeah. That's great. I like that. <laughs> I mean, these people were like, you see the guy had his head and his hair, oh, like he was going to cry. Oh, there's a pointless resolution that just passed in my city. I, it's people are mental, man. So ridiculous. I mentioned this last time we had one of these things. Houston used to do this all the time mm -hmm. when I lived there. And we talk about the city council and how they're doing resolution, resolutions about Iraq or Afghanistan or de making demands about world affairs. Here's the thing. Why don't you guys fix potholes and synchronize the city lights? Uh, then, you know, maybe you deal with world issues. No, or maybe not, since you've got nothing to do with them. It's so stupid. It's so counterproductive. What a waste of time. Chicago just voted for a ceasefire? Oh, wow. Well, that's going to change everything then, isn't it? <laughs> While you're at it, why don't you, why don't you vote for peace in, uh, in Russia for Russia and Ukraine? Why Ooh. don't you call for Russia to pull out to withdraw completely from Ukraine? Mm. If, you, if you're going to fix world problems, let's tackle that one, too. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, these Democrats are just out of their minds. Amazing. Yeah. Also, speaking of pro-Hamas protesters, like, you know, the ones we just saw and that we see in every American city, especially on the weekends. <laughs> um, but there were the ones who tried to scale the fence at the White House a couple of weeks back. All right. Yesterday, FBI Director Christopher Wray assured those types of protesters that they wouldn't be facing any prosecution. Oh. Mm. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Director Ray, uh, could you assure the American public today that no nonviolent protester about a ceasefire of the Middle East will be investigated or surveilled by the FBI? 
uh, we are not going to be investigating nonviolent First Amendment activity. Oh, my gosh. And could you just assure whatever their position is on the Middle East or the 2024 election, oh, if, if there is an American who's out there engaged in expressing their view, whether that is for a ceasefire or whatever that is, the FBI is not going to be <laughs> investigating them or surveilling them. Correct. Our mission is to protect the American people and uphold the Constitution, and we intend to do both. We embrace both parts of that mission. In our view, it doesn't matter what you're ticked off about or who you're ticked off at. There's a right way under the First Amendment to exercise those views, and we're going to help protect that. Can you believe? And there's a wrong way to exercise those views, and that's violence and threats, and we are going to investigate that. We have to. Oh, I appreciate wow. you saying that because yeah. I yeah, me think it, I share your view that the First Amendment yeah. and yeah. peaceful protest is at the heart of our democracy. <laughs> Yeah, if they're protesting something on behalf of the left, uh-huh. then you agree. But if it's parents at a school board okay. who are complaining about the school board uh, corrupting their children, they have to be investigated. That's not a First Amendment right for them. Or if they're pro-lifers outside an abortion clinic who are singing hymns and praying well, we're going to investigate them and not just investigate them, but arrest them and try them. And potentially give them five years in prison mm. and a $600,000 fine or whatever it was. 250000 I think. I don't want to exaggerate, but... Uh, so you can scale the fence at the White House. You can scale House. the fence at the White House. You, you can... can uh, you, you can burn cities mm-hmm. if you're for BLM or Well, that's Antifa. mostly peaceful. That's mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful, okay. yeah. Uh, as we saw the city burning in the background of where the CNN reporter so, was calling it most, mostly peaceful. Could you block Remember traffic? That? You, of course you can block traffic. That's a First Amendment right. I see. You can keep people from getting to a hospital what about or to work. Maybe in front of an airport but, or something. Or in front of an airport. Right. Okay. You don't want them getting to the airport so on that's time. Fine, that's but fine. But if you want babies but, to live yeah, the, or you don't want your kids no, indoctrinated and have their no, sex changed and read pornography in school. No, thank you. Let me ask you this. Let's say there's a, um, a pretty important election. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And like you don't agree with it, and you want to go express your displeasure. Say well, you you're an insurrectionist then. But uh, and not just, only do you have to be investigated, you got to be jailed. I'm just walking around the Capitol. Just walking around the Capitol. No, you like, can't walk the around the Capitol. Capitol of the it's restricted country. space, Keith. That's restricted space. You can't just willy nilly walk around the Capitol building. How does what cr- if I yell USA? Oh, no. then no. That no. may be that death penalty time. At least we'll consider yeah. it. That could be capital punishment. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, it depends on what there, in what context. With a with a straight face, the director of the FBI <laughs> yes! is answering that question with no self awareness whatsoever. Not at all. Just, so incredible. How are we? I, so I'm guessing that Mr. Kananana is a Democrat. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, he's 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 actually one of the very 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 few. And he's been wavering lately, but he's one of the very few Democrats that you could actually have a conversation with, Ro Khanna, from California. Mm. Uh, there's, I mean, we are... <laughs> Where was he, though, uh, on supporting the, the pro-lifers? Where was he on any of these issues that involve the right? Where, where were you on J6ers who didn't even go into the Capitol building? Didn't even so much as go in. Who got prison terms? I just, I don't know. It's, there's just no words left in the English language to express the outrage that we feel every day. We are America in name only at this point.
yeah, it is it is not the same country we grew up in, that's for sure. It's uh it's really sad. Really, really sad. Uh have you seen the recent uh, job layoffs oh. under the Biden administration? Oh, let's see how this is. Hmm. Because, uh, you know, they've provided 14 million jobs for us, uh-huh. but they haven't mentioned that UPS cut 12,000 jobs. This is just this month alone. PayPal let 2,500 people go. Mm. The Los Angeles Times, boy, they're pissed, too. The LA Times cut 20% of its newsroom. Uh, liberals, when you start messing with their... Um, ability to take care of their families, now you've gone too far. Okay, Go ahead and cancel all the Republicans you want, but don't mess with the liberals. Citigroup cut 20,000 jobs this month? Uh, January, yep. eBay cut 1,000. iRobot laid off 350 people. I'm upset about that one because I have an iRobot. You? You, better, you better not lay off the, the Is that the, support. That's a little vacuum the Roomba, cleaner, right? Yeah. They just bounces all over the room <laughs> except never okay. where the dirt actually is okay so that's true so that was just in january and then this next chart is from uh the previous i think two months maybe oh uh, all this stuff is kind of flying under the radar you know i Jeez. thought the economy was great but check this look out. at that list twitch 35 percent of workforce gone hasbro 20 percent spotify spotify 17 oh, yeah. percent oh, of the workforce big time yeah levi's 15 percent xerox 15 uh, Qualtrics, 14. Wayfair, 13. Uh, Duolingo, 10%. Washington Post, 10%. eBay, Business Insider, PayPal, Charles Schwab, UPS, BlackRock. Uh-oh. With $10 trillion in assets, you're laying off 3% of your workforce? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, of course, we mentioned Citigroup. And uh, then you got Pixar with 1,300 employees. Good. Now, let's see the uh, wow. battleground uh, poll, shall we, uh, between Biden hmm. and Trump. I think you'll want to see these uh, battleground state polls. Okay. Look at that. I mean, Trump is up 10 in North Carolina, 8 in Nevada, 8 in Georgia, 5 Wisconsin, 3 Arizona, up 3 in Pennsylvania. These are all very uh, contested states. Mm-hmm. And, he's a, and Trump is ahead in all of them. Yeah, but remember, he's going to have to be up 20 to overcome any kind of fraud. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's doing. So the work's not done yeah, yet. Yeah, the work's not done. I will say, though, we played the RFK Jr. clip earlier. Uh, he has made it very clear he has no interest in being Donald Trump's vice president. However, there are people mm. in the Trump camp who say that. I think the quote was something like that door's not closed or something like that or or it's still on the table or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I mean it's a it's still open to them. It's still open to the Trump camp it sounds like. Apparently not to the JF the RFK. But there uh, was Trump another camp. poll that suggests that if Trump and RFK were on a ticket together they would get 60% of the popular vote. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Uh, wow. But I think RFK is going to end up being the libertarian nominee actually. Really? He's going to go hang out with them uh, at their convention in a couple of weeks. Mm. And uh, and they are very open to talking with him. I, mm. He is going to make a major impact on this election one well, way or I'm, another. I'm hoping he hurts Biden uh, very badly. Uh, yeah. If he can if he can siphon off, uh-huh. I don't know, 5 or 8% from Biden. I think he hurts Trump, though. Be awesome. Just so he hurts Trump. him a lot less than he hurts Biden. Yeah. Please, <laughs> by all that is holy. Please. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pecker Unleashed coming up. I'm your nightmare.
Gray Unleashed. Not a joke. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Texas Congressman Chip Roy in about half an hour. Uh, meantime, we've got some tweets here. Squatching Duck tweets in the video of illegals being sent through the airport. I don't believe that was an actual military member. He was wearing his hat indoors, oh. and it was a hat that only training instructors wear at basic training. Oh. Hmm. To combat that, if you're on official duty, you have mm. to wear your hat. That's how you identify as being in official duty. Oh. So. Hmm. So you think it might have been. Even indoors, huh? Even indoors, you have to wear your hat if you're in conducting official business. Yes. Uh, let's see. From Flensburg, when the giant is on his knees, the vultures come to assess the carcass. Oh, boy. No wonder China is sending out feelers. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We'd be the giant, I guess, in that case. Uh, from James, you don't need tough shoplifting laws. You just need to enforce the the existing laws. Yeah, just like the border, just like every other law we're not enforcing, we're <laughs> right. not paying any gun attention laws, to, gun laws, get everything. Apply this across the it's, board. It's all there right now. The murder laws, you know, that are being ignored. Uh, Nancy's vodka-soaked dentures tweets, <laughs> hysterical, overly emotional white women will be the end of us. Uh, yeah. Reference to the woman... Uh, babbling in the halls of congress well, was that yesterday yeah reference to many mm-hmm. many women in this country as bad as things are here though apparently the maldives had a nice little brawl in their parliament yesterday oh no we're not quite to this level yet but <laughs> look at what is going on here <laughs> got his head between his shoulders I'll play that okay. again. I, I, somebody needs to recreate that. You know how they put somebody's head? It looks totally fake, but it's still mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to recreate that. I want to see Chuck Schumer's head, oh. Mitch McConnell's head on these guys. I mean, what? Is- <laughs> <laughs> and down they go. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. I wonder what they were. Right, Very weird. Hold on. Because I have called up an article here. Um... So they're trying to so they're trying to block a vote by the main opposition. Let's see here. I just wanted to see what they were trying to do here. Plastic trumpets were used, and they they took microphones away. <laughs> oh man, I want to see our guys doing that. I don't know. Okay, it was the uh, they were voting against the appointment of three cabinet members. Hmm. Oh wow, that's okay. worth. Uh, yeah, having having a, br- a brawl breakout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is kind of fun. James O'Keefe has been at it again on his undercover work. He took a camera undercover to have a meeting with a Biden administration official. Uh-oh. And they discussed uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden and his mental state. And here's a little bit of what happened there. Big Mike, too. I work the White House. So you're, you're I work at the White House. In the government. Yeah, I'm fairly high up. I'm good at keeping secrets. And so I manage two federal agencies, the State Department and USAID. So when you say security, it's like security, like you're protecting... The networks of the federal agencies you're, that you give all your information to. The mission is to protect right. information. And we, sir, we, we are 
are like the president's voice when we go into meetings in terms of discussing and, and promoting the president's priorities. Is he, is he going to be the, the nominee? Yes. And she will be the vice president nominee. Yeah, I don't... There was a debate about removing her from the ticket, but sadly they didn't. She can't keep black staff. They quit on her in mass. But with him... I yeah, mean, I know. I know. He's got I know. dementia. Um, yeah, well, he's definitely slowing down. Well, they know that he has those issues. I think so. But they're not willing to say it. Shows it. And, they're not willing to say it publicly. And same thing but with Kamala Harris. She's not popular, but you can't remove the first black lady to be vice president from the like, what kind of message are you going to send to, like, an African-American voter? How would you spin that? People would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she's a woman, and she's multiracial. I think I think that they're really concerned about this. But they won't say it. Well, I guess if they say it publicly, Correct. Biden they can't is... Say it is uh, no. They can't say it publicly. No, no, they've got to they got to they say it privately? But they won't say it publicly. Biden is. They can't say it publicly. No, no, they've got to. They got to. They say it privately. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling just, you what I've heard. Like, you're, just, yep. you're just telling me the truth. Does it make sense? No, but that's, I mean, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I've had a meeting with Michelle Obama at one point when Michelle I was Obama. an intern, and now this is from a long time ago. Someone asked her, "Will you ever run for office?" And she said, "No," yeah. emphatically. Really? I oh. see all the shit my husband has had to go through, and that does not interest me. <laughs> huh. People would be like, "Well, I don't think we should have to get the vaccine." I'm like, like you're not gonna get the vaccine, and then you're gonna go expose my family. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Shame on us. Like vaccinated COVID. Like. So you work in cybersecurity for the White House, and my my question is, what are you doing on a meeting? With James O'Keefe, what type of cybersecurity operation are you guys running? We're running a good cybersecurity operation. Obviously not. So that's just kind of the teaser for his long video with this guy. Where's that guy Ben? Uh, you've never seen James O'Keefe before? He wasn't even in you, a costume. You don't know? He, he's sitting there across from you recording all of this? Well, we all know that glasses works well for Clark right. Kent. Oh, that's true. That, that is true. Oh. He, did, you guys, he did have glasses he on. He has glasses the entire time no one yeah, knew. Yeah, so you can't tell. But you can't tell who he is. Can we effect, talk yeah. about the main issue here? Why yeah. are gay men so thirsty for a date? They're willing to <laughs> say state secrets. Was that a date, though? That was a date. Okay. That had to be a date. <laughs> and now, how do you know he's gay? <laughs> he didn't say he was. <laughs> Chris? <laughs> Your answer? His social media. Oh. If, if, if you go oh. to his Instagram, oh, okay. actually, oh. All right. you can't go to any of his social media because as of this morning, mm. it's been oh, scrubbed. No. He deleted oh, really? LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Ins uh, That's the O'Keefe effect, man. Uh, mm. All of it. And then he also deleted his Tinder profile. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so that's so that's fascinating. The Michelle Obama stuff about running, not running for president ever. Mm -hmm. That's old information. That's back when he was an intern for her. Yeah, years ago. She might have changed her mind, but, but I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping not. Uh, I love how he he's in charge of your information there over at the State Department in USAID, and he just gave it all up. He doesn't care, man. You, you have lunch or dinner with these guys, and they'll just spill their guts to you. They apparently don't care. How is it we don't have more secrets being... Spilled out? Yeah, being uh, shown to the public. 
Oh, I, I think China knows a lot more than we China realize does, that they but know. But it'd be nice if the American people knew some of this stuff. I mean, with, with the discussions behind the scenes about mm. Joe Biden's mental capabilities, and he admits that that happens. Ah, interesting. Yeah. so It's amazing. It's, uh, boy, don't you feel safe and secure? Oh, yeah. As an American citizen. Oh, yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're in really good hands. Yeah. Here's another little look at uh, what the left is doing to our kids. Uh, South Carolina high schooler disowns her dad. I'm a student at Chapin High School in my senior year, and I've attended schools in the Chapin cluster since kindergarten. This is the first District 5 board meeting I've attended, though I did watch the public participation portion of the meeting that took place on January 8th. I was inspired to come and speak today by my English teachers. In my high school years, I have come to know most of the teachers in the department and found that they are a brilliant and kind group of people who <laughs> truly do act in the interest uh-huh. of every student. There's a brain that's I hold the washed. utmost respect for them, and they have taught me as they have taught me so much in academics, extracurriculars, and lifelong ethics. Mm-hmm. I'm incapable of fully understanding the stress and responsibility felt by teachers, parents, and the members of this board. <laughs> I have no years of experience being an educator. I have no college degree. I'm not a parent. What a, I'm barely even an adult. What a shit. I'm just a high school mm-hmm. student. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make a point about the dangerous consequences of book banning <laughs> in public education, mm. but I first want to share some of my background so that you may get an idea of why this is so important to me. <laughs> I'm fortunate to have both my parents present and involved in my everyday life. Oh, they support me, care for me, and I live a comfortable life. I love both of my parents dearly, but tonight I would like to focus on my father and the concomitantly con- de- detrimental effect he has had on my life. Oh no! He's a happened? conservative, a Republican, mm. and a Christian. Oh! For as long as I can remember, he has instilled his political and religious values in me. As a child <laughs> who unquestioningly admired her father, I took him at his word, and his one-sided, bigoted beliefs became ingrained oh in my, my identity. When the topic of the 2016 presidential election arose at the fourth grade lunch table, I would recite the arguments my father made in favor of Trump. I ignorantly endorsed a man who would have me suffer and even die in the name of political agendas. <laughs> at 10 years old, I had no one exposing me to diverse political perspectives. One might argue that a fourth grade classroom is n- a fourth grade classroom is not the place for political discussions, and if one is to arise, the teacher should extricate themselves from the situation and dismiss the, in- the topic entirely. If the classroom is not the place for such, such discussions, then where? The home? My parents failed me in that area of education, and I can assure you that mine were not the only ones. Mm. If fourth grade students are old enough to hold conversations about politics and current events themselves, then they are old enough to hear debates that represent both sides and incorporate a variety of viewpoints. (laughs) I have since needed to reconsider where I stand. When the Democrats, who had previously been demonized, held injustice in unjustifiable condemnation and immediately dismissed, actually aligned with my own morals and reasoning more than Republicans, I found myself at a crossroads. Oh no. I could either continue in my father's doctrine that required me to blindly and to follow blindly and ignore irrefutable irrefutable truths and the principles of democracy or to pursue my own knowledge and form my own opinions. This I could not do without the support of my teachers. They have encouraged me Uh to conduct my own research about the politicians from both parties who have the power to dictate my life. They did this without interjecting their own opinions or political affiliations. They have emboldened me to form my own opinions and supported me unconditionally. The English department has changed my life for the better. They are, in my humble opinion, the most qualified people in this room to determine which books are useful and appropriate for classrooms. They are experts Mm. in how to best use these books these tools to provide Bring students with a devi- diverse education with which, to, with which to become well-informed free-thinking citizens <laughs> thank you well-informed free-thinking citizens oh my gosh how would you feel if you're her dad remember remember the big faults for her dad conservative mm-hmm. republican right. christian yeah yeah wow sorry chick 
<laughs> wow. I mean, there you go. There's a... And because of that, he's a bigot. Mm-hmm. He's a bigot. And everything he said was apparently wrong, I guess. Yeah. Because she's an expert now, even though she claimed not to be an expert when she first stood up. That, I swear, that was... that Interesting. That could have been from communist China 50 years ago, these struggle sessions. I mean, that's what that was right there. That was, my parents suck, my mm-hmm. teachers are great, Yep, long live Mao. I'm being indoctrinated at this school, and this is the only place I want to be indoctrinated. I don't want to hear anything about yes. it at home. I love it. Yeah, my teachers, Incredible. they keep their personal views out of the classroom. Oh, right. Oh, oh, oh. I bet if you here. ask her, would you be want to be a boarder when you were a baby? She will say yes, too. Mm. <laughs> So she, uh, her big, the, the topic, of course, as you saw, was the book mm-hmm. banning, which, of course, is just an epidemic. The president of the United States talks about it all the time. You had a, uh, you had a pathead, uh, hip hop anonymous. Uh, was, she, she, or, I don't, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. Uh, just trying to hang out with my kid uh, while I get my oil changed. Uh, indoctrination is everywhere. And there you go. Uh, when you go to the oil change place, here are your book offerings: Democracy for Dinosaurs. A guide for young citizens. I'm sure that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, real kids speaking up for change. Look at this Greta Thunberg uh, likeness on there. And then a kid's mm. book about diversity. Oh my gosh. Your kids are Jeez. under attack. For sure. Even at the quick lube. I mean, it's just... It, it, <laughs> it's everywhere. What do you do? What it do is you, absolutely everywhere. It's in every corner of this country. And they only hear one side of it. And so I guess that's the only side there is now. And any other side that you hear, like from, I don't know, your dad, who's a Christian, yeah. is bigoted garbage. Bigoted, uh, racist nonsense. Well, he's and you don't, have to, you don't have to listen to any of it. Yeah, well, and what, what was the thing she said without saying Trump's name? He got me this fourth grader to support a man who wishes I was dead or something. What the hell? What? What, what are you on? Yeah. Oh. He wishes you were dead. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Wow. Help. But I mean, that's the indoctrination. That's the level of propaganda they're subjected to. I mean, you look at what's going on in France at the Louvre all the time. Did mm-hmm. you see the other day another? Oh. Uh, climate protests. The soup thing? Yeah. They threw soup on the Mona Lisa. Mm. First of all, how are you getting into the Louvre with soup at this point when you've seen that they've used paint and other uh, food items and, and they keep trying to trash these paintings? How are they getting into the museum mm. with soup? And they realize at this point that it's protected, right? Like that That's not the painting that you're splattering. It's the... It's yeah, the, it's the glass that protects the painting. Which is I mean, go do something useful, like glue your hand to the street. I love those videos. And what do you think? Because you threw soup on the Mona Lisa. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, right. I need to, okay, I'm going to completely change my mind on this climate change thing. Mm-hmm. It's happening, and it's catastrophic. And uh, it's an existential problem that the world faces, the biggest we face, other than, of course, white supremacy. Yeah. But those two things are existential threats. And I didn't think so until she threw soup on the Mona Lisa. But now I know better. Thank you for throwing that soup on the Mona Lisa. <laughs> this is really asinine. Uh, the women shouted, What's the most important thing? Art or right to a healthy and sustainable food? Uh, I don't know. Why are those two things mutually exclusive? Can't we have art and sustainable food? So what if it was a painting of sustainable food? Then you've really got a quandary, I would think. Mm-hmm. 
Louvre employees were seen on video placing black panels in front of the Italian Renaissance masterpiece and asking visitors to evacuate the room. <laughs> of course, it's uh, it's not hurt at all because it's behind bulletproof glass. So that's a good thing. Uh, two activists from the environmental movement Repost Alimentaire mm. sprayed. They actually sprayed the pumpkin soup on the armored glass protecting the uh, Mona Lisa. Uh, the Louvre's security staff immediately intervened. Yeah, it didn't look like immediately to me. Yeah. Uh, it took a it took a while. It definitely took a while. They had time to talk about sustainable food. But again, it's so stupid that they think this is going to change anybody's mind. What are you doing here? Is it because of the oil in the paintings? Yeah. Is that what they're... I think it is. I, is that the implication? Yeah, I think so too, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. It's in the name, Pat. Oil painting. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Right? All right. 888 Don't forget Chip Roy coming up in just a few minutes. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. tweets here uh unrepentant capitalist i was completely unaware that chicago was at war with gaza so <laughs> that's why you listen to pat gray unleashed now, find out these things know. yeah they've been keeping it really on the down low uh but we exposed it this morning uh oliver klusoff my wife and i just voted for a ceasefire at our house we needed our cat to break the tie all is well let gaza live oh that's good thank news. god for democracy right <laughs> Stephen d i'll bring up at the next colleen city council meeting the articles of impeachment of biden we'll have them out in three weeks oh good oh, oh. good we've been waiting for the colleen city council to finally act on that so good Thank you for taking care of that for us. Something to look forward to. Mark Moderman. Yep, Brandon is right. Job numbers looking great. Oh, wait. Private sector jobs are down, but government jobs are making up the difference. Let's go, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) And for Realty, uh, evidently, they have access to fire alarms in the Maldives. They don't. No, they have no access that to the fire alarms. That yeah, could that, have fixed it, and we wouldn't have a big brawl there. What it, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ben Burner 24, the FBI respecting people's First Amendment rights. Uh, don't forget preemptively flagging Catholics as domestic terrorists. Right. Man, they've done so much of that stuff. It's hard to keep track of it all. Yeah. Bob Kral, uh man, I hope what he said about... Big Mike is correct. Uh, not yeah. running for president? Yeah, me too. Me too. Big Mike. Uh, all right, Chris, walk us through these uh, these next two videos. I know that I think you, you're you the one that discovered these wonderful uh, cultural... About, yeah, the puberty blocker one. Let's, and then uh, the let's do the puberty blocker first. This is so, a <laughs> boy that wants to be a girl, but I believe it's more of like the parents wants a girl instead of a boy My and this is the procedure oh, that this boy oh, is uh. it's hard to watch pat so get ready okay dr olson had a decision you are in the perfect place to start on blockers and she promises to begin giving her estrogen female hormones in two years around 13. that's what i think Yes, you're not going to develop breast buds on the blockers, but um, you're not going to wait until 16 to start. You know that, okay? 
Josie received the blockers as an implant in her arm. It's okay, isn't crying? So with all the bravery she could muster, my gosh, a little bit of a Josie held on tight. Child abuse. As another chapter abuse. opened in this young girl's life. This is government-sanctioned child abuse in America. Period. A lot of times it strikes me that had this happened just 20 years ago, thank you, I wouldn't have been able to give her blockers, her. and she would have had to go through male puberty. That terrifies me. It's all done. Do you want a hug? I don't know that. So wait, pause it for just a sec. So she is a boy right yes. now. And yes. She's making the transition to be yes. female. Yes. And you need the puberty blockers. Wow. Slash so, estrogen boosters. Yeah. And the doctor is like, oh, yeah, we're going to yeah, do this whatever. and you're going to be fine with it. I mean, and look, it's better now than a 16. Yeah. Like, when do they when do they change your chromosomes? When does that happen? That's a, Has that already been done? That's a follow up. That's a follow up. Yeah. That's oh, at okay. the uh, 21. Right. When is that hit, expensive? Because I didn't even know you could well, do that. Okay. Well, here's the thing. That's on the um, gold plan. Like her health insurance it? doesn't cover okay. the DNA change, the chromosome yeah, change. Yeah. So <laughs> she has to, by then, by the time she's ready for it or he's ready for it. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I mean, this is insanity, though. I mean, how? I, yeah. And the next video, Pat, mm, yeah. oh, this no, is a one. trans mm. influencer. Oh. And this is a guy oh. that wants to be a girl, oh. and he has a message for you yep. boys out there dating. Now, backstory on this trans person. Mm -hmm. This trans person became famous because he was on the Whatever podcast, where it highlights dif different females that have OnlyFans and mm. mental issues. And this person is mm. going on blind dates mm -hmm. uh, with bachelors. And every time okay. they remove their blindfolds, oh. they're like, oh, no, I don't want to date you. You, uh, ah, ah. Oh, no, that's so, superficial and wrong. Yes. That is just superficial is, and wrong. Which is I'm why to that. they bring them in and blindfolded. But okay. this is a message okay. from this same right. person to the world about boys. All okay. right. Mm-hmm. Oh my. I don't I'm not a big fan of toxic masculinity or like you're a big fan whatever like the the norms I guess but I like when there's just like a little bit of that like I'm the man and I'm gonna take charge you know <laughs> mm -hmm. like because like why not you like, know cause I feel like a not? lot of boys need to start being boys though yeah. Like when it comes to like the male roles, because a lot of like men nowadays are expecting princess treatment, <laughs> and it's like okay, well, I want that energy just as much as, but just as bad as you do. For example, like let's say I get a flat tire on the side of the road, yeah, and we're together. You better know how to change that tire, huh? Or you better know how to do these me? things. Because hmm. if I have to call my dad, yeah, just like I said, right? Okay, no, no, sorry, sorry, babe. Okay, this is a a, a male yes. transitioning to a female, yes. calling out other males yes. who aren't acting male enough. You got it. <laughs> and Keith, I don't like what your, a world. I don't like your fat shade. Let me eat. Like, do not fat shade. We, well, well, we don't tolerate no, it. On he, this she's show. got that card. If if things don't work out, she's uh, always threatened to. She's quite lovely sit on though. Your date. I mean, that was clear. Mm -hmm. That right. was. Beautiful. And by the way, uh, she rated herself. She's a 10 out of 10 yeah. in the hotness scale. She was a looker for oh sure. My. But oh. we have spent the last generation destroying <sighs> men and the male role in the society. Yep. I mean, this is its logical end. Am I am I all right there? No, you're right. It's, it's like, like ta-da, be a chick. It's like climate change. We've gone so cold that hot is happening. Right. We, <laughs> she's so not hot that she's got all the way back around to hot. Yep. All right. By the way, can I just read a couple of quick <laughs> headlines since we were showing the sad, the tragic uh, puberty blocker video there uh -huh. um 
Have you heard about the Montana family that basically the state kidnapped their child? Oh, yeah. So they could go down this road of transitioning oh. against the will of the parents. And and they sent the kid to Wyoming. They sent the kid mm. to Wyoming to get this sex change? I mean, that is like the reddest of red. Incredible. And meanwhile, there's, a, there's another family from India that is leaving America after immigrating here legally because mm. the school wants to transition their kids. My gosh. Help us. Nightmare. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. A couple of weeks ago, we were uh, just off the top of our heads trying to think of people we can count on in D.C. And, uh... It's it turned out we list. could. We, we, yeah, it's a fairly. <laughs> it's not extensive. No, I'll tell you that. Uh, but we readily thought of Mike Lee, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Massey, yep, um, Rand, Rand Paul, Paul uh-huh. and our current guest, Texas Congressman Chip Roy, mm-hmm. uh, who joins us now on the phone. Chip, thank you for uh, joining us here on the Blaze. Hey, guys, great to be on. I hope you are well and doing better than I am. Stuck in traffic in Washington, D.C. Oh, uh, no. You know, I, I was just quipping to, to a staffer driving me in. Nobody in this traffic is making the world better. So why don't they just go home? <laughs> there you it's, go. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm stuck in traffic for people to get into a city that is absolutely undermining America. It's unbelievable. Hey, yeah, uh, great point. Uh, and speaking of the undermining of America, uh, it seems that that nobody can secure our our border and we're just being overrun right now we've got we're bursting at the seams with the illegals and and drugs and uh it, terrorists apparently so how if how do we get a handle on this the president continues to blame for instance republicans for stopping him from finally doing something at the border which he have apparently really wants to do despite all the evidence to the contrary what can we do to uh finally get this done once and for all so look here's the thing um it's going to take absolute unequivocal action by a president of the united states who wants to actually get after the border Mm -hmm. that's it and it has to happen with borderline reckless abandon um and and what i mean by that is is and and let's just speak in very real terms this year right uh unless something really odd occurs right i mean you know it's nick haley's not going to be our nominee uh she does not represent uh the republican party Mm -hmm. Uh, president trump is almost certainly going to be the nominee um and so we're gonna uh come in and we've got to get president trump elected and on january 20th there needs to be immediate action and immediate support from a Republican Congress without any equivocation. No, none of the conversations Republicans normally have with the Chamber of Commerce and all these people about what they need. And by the way, we have set the stage. As bad as this Republican Congress has been, we have set the stage by our work last year on getting H.R. 2 passed. For the first time ever, Republicans passed a security-only bill that was very good that all of the people we trust, guys on the blaze like Daniel Horowitz understands the issue, uh, people like me and others that know this issue backwards and forwards, Border Patrol people and others, the mm-hmm. bill would do the job. So we've got legislation now sitting on the table. 
President Trump needs to come in this time without, you know, the sort of Paul Ryan uh, experience in 2018 <laughs> and say, this is what we're going to pass, right? Okay. And this is what I'm going to do as, as executive action. This year, all we can do is, frankly, not make it any worse. Mm-hmm. And, and the Republicans in the Senate, what they're trying to do, frankly, is make it worse by basically establishing a new floor, not a ceiling, uh, and kind of cement into law this expectation that we're going to let 5,000 people a day come into our country. It's just asinine. So do no harm. Elect a president that will change the laws and and be ready on day one uh, to, uh, to, to give him better tools. Uh, the disturbing part to me, though, in all of that is, yeah, I, I agree with you that nothing's going to get done under this particular administration. But to to get uh, the executive office back, it, it, we need to at least get the message out there that it's not Republicans. He, Biden is doing everything he can right now to blame the border on Republicans, whereas up until this point, up until recently, the border wasn't even a crisis. It wasn't a problem. Now, all of a sudden, it is. It's out of control, and it's because of the Republican Congress that won't let him do what he needs to do. How do, how do uh, Republicans uh, combat that rhetoric so that they can get an exe- you know, a president elected? So, I think the best thing we should do is go on offense as Republicans in Washington to make clear that distinction. And what mm-hmm. I've been advocating for is, and, and look, this is important across the board, right? And like in the intro to the show, I hear Daniel Horowitz saying 80% of our debt has been passed by bipartisan legislation and 8% uh, has been passed by Republican-only legislation. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. Yeah. We have to stop doing that. Yeah. We have to say, so last night, right, I was on the floor of the House. I had to go down to the floor and claim opposition time against a uniparty tax bill that has provisions in it that I'm sure you support. I support like immediate expensing to help some corporate, you know, uh, growth and economic growth, but has in it very bad expansion of the welfare state in the form of child tax credits, including tax credits that can go to illegal alien parents. Right. So, so we've got this kind of action by Republicans. We need to defund this stuff. Mm-hmm. We need to stop writing a check for administrations to use against us. And until Republicans do that, frankly, they're going to own part of the problem. And, and, and it's going to be hard to say that they're not part of the problem. So I just think you've got to draw a clear line of distinction. Yes, message it. We've been messaging all day on Biden's border crisis, Biden's border crisis, Biden's incompetent, impeach my orcas. I'm for all those things. Go on the media mm-hmm. and talk about it. Most people are blaming Biden right now if you go look at the polls. But if we don't take a bigger step and have a fight on the spending, like when, when we do our, our spending bills in a few weeks, right, yeah. we're going to spend massively over the caps, unless I or Massey or Mike Lee, the ones you mentioned, others, uh, and the Freedom Caucus and others, don't find some way to derail it. I don't think we can, right? The Uniparty has the numbers. Mm-hmm. We're trying to find ways to put pressure. But either way, I'm just saying, that's an opportunity. So I go to the floor when we passed the continuing resolution two weeks ago. I opposed it. And I read off a list of all the things mm-hmm. we're funding. The United Nations, mm-hmm. money going to Hamas, the Palestinians, money going to the World Health Organization, money going to DHS, money going to NGOs that are moving people through Mexico into our country, money going to not fund the border, money going to the FBI. That's, right, go down the list. You're funding that stuff. Yeah. Don't do that. 
Yeah. And I think that's... that's <laughs> It seems like a no-brainer, but apparently it isn't, right? It stopped doing that stuff. It would be nice if uh, if we would stop doing that stuff. The other thing that might be nice on along this line of thinking is to maybe pass a budget for the first time since <laughs> is it two thousand nine? Is that when the is that the last time we had a budget? So last year when we went through all the stuff with the speaker, we made some giant strides, but we were so far behind we didn't get there on trying to establish regular order, right? The conservatives when, when we took that over over a year ago. Yeah. Well, we did in fact pass a budget, but against our push and demand, we didn't get that done to almost September. We needed to pass that in March to set the terms of the spending levels. That was purposeful by the Uniparty. They they dragged their feet on it. But at the end of the day, we did make progress last year. Now we need to turn it on its head this year. We need to pass a budget Mm -hmm. uh, this year, this spring, that sets our spending levels. Uh, We need to make sure that we then adhere to that budget. Uh, Remember last year, we set out to pass all 12 appropriations bills. Well, we passed 10 out of committee. We passed seven over to the Senate. Of course, nothing has been moved on that from the Senate Mm -hmm. because we were going through all the process. And why was that important? We got 1,100 amendments voted on. Uh, we're able to see, for example, that last fall we offered an amendment to the state and foreign operations bill that would have stripped UNRWA's funding, right, the money going to the Hamas, basically. And uh, eight Republicans voted against adding an amendment that would have fully stripped that funding. So that amendment failed. We did get a weaker version that basically got in a lot of UNRWA. But you can those votes matter, right? Now you're on the record. My Republican colleagues do not want to be on the record on these votes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They like to go through votes with closed rules where they can just move something through in order to try to go win political votes. And that is not what the American people sent us here to do. We need to take votes, go on the record, and let the voters decide. That's why we need to have a budget. You are right. Uh, we moved the ball last year, but we hit the wall. And now we're sitting here and we're not, we have not effectively completed the job of restoring regular order. Congressman, uh, this is Keith Malinag. I'm a big fan of yours. I wish you were my representative in Washington. Uh, we really respect you. We love your rants. And when you mm. do get in front of your peers and you rant, you are the voice of millions in this country. You are the voice of people like myself in Texas. There's people Nebraska, Montana, parts of America who have a voice when you get up and rant at your colleagues. Mm-hmm. And I particularly appreciate last week when you were called out by the Democrats. Democrats for not addressing the chair, and that was just brilliant. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. But here's my question for you. Uh, it, it, it feels good to, to have these rants and to have our voice really heard um, through you. How do you get up and go to work every day and go into that building, and do you have hope that, that this, never mind that, that, that we can see conservative and, and constitutional principles restored in America, but the nation itself... How hopeful are you that that our nation even survives this chaos that we are experiencing every day in every possible way, man? So just as a little update in real time, the reason I'm stuck in traffic <laughs> is because we've got a bunch of free Palestine protests. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Not seriously. I just I'm <laughs> literally uh, a Capitol Police guy. I was uh, like, hey, what's going on? He said, uh, you know, yeah, no protesters. So, look, to answer your question. Let me give you my optimistic side and my pessimistic side. We have a much bigger fight going on right now than the just simple uh, daily skirmishes that you're alluding to in the rants on the floor. The reason I do that 
is to do what you just said. It's to bring to shine light on what is so stupid and broken here. Mm. It's to shine light on the Uniparty. It's to shine light on the failures of Republicans, even the ones I support. For example, when I've, when I've highlighted some of the things that President Trump wasn't able to get done, partly because of the decisions he and his administration made, partly because of the idiots in Congress, right? I think it's important to highlight those things so that we can force change. But you just asked a question that's the most important. I'm going to start pessimistic. We have got to get our ultimate cultural values back and who we are as a uh, Judeo-Christian nation with respect to Western civilization. We've got to put that thread back together or we're going to implode. It is the thread that held us together over our foxholes from all walks of life all across the country, sitting in a foxhole in Bastogne in 1944 from Texas or New York, California or Florida. They were bound together by shared values. Now, we have 28% of our country that says they're unchurched. About over half of those are under 50. I think 70% of those are under 50, and frankly, a lot of males. That's a problem. We've got to get back to our core values in Western civilization of who we are. Um, that, I think, is my concern, right, is, is where we are at the community level, not D.C. D.C. is reflecting a broken culture mm-hmm. uh, that is driven, driven more by social media and, you know, uh, frankly, the NFL on Sunday rather than church. And look, I'm, I'm a sports guy. I'm a sports fan. But you get my point. Mm-hmm. On the on the positive side, we have people like Riley Gaines who stand up and tells the NCAA to pound sand and looks at the woke mob and says, I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. People like Chloe Cole, the little girl that was, you know, went through a transgender surgery and then realized, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to be a woman and a mom, and then detransitioned, and she's been a voice for sanity. Or Scott Smith, the dad in Loudoun County, who stood up and defended his daughter. He's gotten the Commonwealth attorney fired. Uh, Mark Houck in Philadelphia told the FBI to, FBI to pounce in uh, when he was being you know, arrested for having defended his son, right? Those kinds of things, defended his son in a pro-life clinic, by the way. So those kinds of things are what I think give me inspiration and hope that that, that – uh, that ethos or whatever you want to call it of being an American. I hate to use DNA because that's not how we work, but like who we are as an American, right? Right. Our makeup is built on that belief, right? That we can stand up for ourselves, our families, our communities. We don't look to government. We look to God and ourselves. And um, I think that spirit is still there, but we have got to revive it. That's the answer to the question. That's what we have to have for the hope. Hope doesn't come from this godforsaken town. It comes from the people that will sure. hold this godforsaken town accountable. The founders gave us the tools to do it. Yeah. Is the House going to hold uh, Ilan Omar uh, c- accountable for being Somalia first at all? Or do you feel like, uh, like we talked to Thomas Massey yesterday, and he's not in favor of expelling her from Congress because, he, you know, he rightly thinks that the voters of her district should do that if they're going to do it. And there's there's definitely something to that, but I have no confidence that's going to happen. So, is there a censure coming or anything uh, repercussion wise for Alana Mar? So I've raised this issue with uh, the speaker and with the, the the leadership. I'm just saying, you know, uh, obviously what she said is reprehensible and is deserving of rebuke. Uh, obviously, we censured uh, Rashida Tlaib for you know how she uh, responded post October seventh, uh, and frankly, going way back before that in terms of of the rhetoric being used with respect to our Jewish brothers and sisters, and 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 obviously uh, those that are you know opposition to them and Hamas and terrorists and so forth, but. Uh, what Omar said there, you know, standing in front of uh, basically a room full of Somalis who mm-hmm. were in America, in Minnesota, and basically mm-hmm. saying that, you know, our federal, you know, our government, you know, basically has to respond to them. 
Um, even if I try to give her a lot of grace around the rhetoric and the translation, right? She's speaking another language. Um, I, I, it, it was clear what she was saying and doing. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. And, uh, do I think that's censurable? Sure. Um, I'm probably closer to Thomas in terms of, you know, what I voted against expelling Santos, even though, you know, I think there's some questionable criminal things. Yeah. I think due process matters. And I think the people of the district are the ones who are supposed to make that call in a representative form of, of, of government, a republic. We got to empower the people. Ultimately, I do not want representatives undoing other people's representatives. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yep. That being said, yep. there are certain standards. And standing up in defense of the American Constitution is one of those. Uh, so I do think censuring, uh, you know, you can get things about committees. I mean, look, we already took her off one of the committees, I think, for stuff she yes. said or done. Foreign Affairs, so, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. But look, mm-hmm. this is a bigger problem. Let me go back to the cultural point, right? We have a large number of people in Minnesota that she's representing mm-hmm. who do not want to put America first. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. We've done that. 50 million people in this country are foreign-born. It's not just a handful of Mexicans who want to come across the river and work here. People from all over the world that we've been allowing to flood into our country, mm-hmm. both legally and illegally. And we are not teaching them Western values. We are not teaching them that God is, exists and is real and is good. We're not teaching them that our Constitution is strong and good. We're not teaching them that America is awesome. We're not teaching them that we are, have been a beacon of hope for the world. We're not teaching them to revere those who bled and died and are buried over in Arlington National Cemetery to give them this world. We're teaching them that America sucks, that, that, they, that, mm-hmm. that we should apologize, that we should let the entire world come here. I mean, if we import 500 million people from all over the world, what is left of America? Because we're not teaching them mm-hmm. who we are. Right. And that, I mean, that's real. People say, oh, well, Chip, you're talking about crazy, kooky replacement theory. No, I'm just talking about numbers and math and looking at what we're doing mm-hmm. and the fact that we're not advancing our values. So we can get mad at Congress, but there's a bunch of people that are willing to send Omar to Congress every time. Congressman Chip Roy uh, from Texas. Uh, like Keith said, we're, we're huge fans and we're grateful that you're there and uh, and thankful for the job you do. You give us hope. And, you know, there's scant little of that going on in our country right now. So yeah. thanks for all you're doing. Appreciate it. Hey, hey thank you all. Appreciate being on. Let's do it again. Um, really, you guys matter. Keep it up. Keep people informed. And, and I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate it. Boy. Uh, frustrating, though. Frustrating. But he, you know, he speaks our language. He understands that. And the great thing is he'll call out his own party. Yeah. And he does on a pretty regular basis. And they need to be called out. <laughs> from time to time because republicans are just being steamrolled by the minority in the house uh it it happened last time they had the majority and every it's time. happening this time too every time it happens every time and god bless people yeah. like chip roy because you talk about it's a tough job jobs americans won't do i mean that's yeah. a job i won't do oh i don't want it be in congress that's for sure but but it, can you <clears throat> i mean can you imagine <clears throat> because you me chip roy this audience we're of the same mindset mm-hmm. i i it's frustrating enough commenting on it and seeing it from afar. Yep. Can you imagine being in the being belly in of the beast every day like Chip I Roy? Can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, well, guys, do you uh, realize that it's February 1st now? And you might feel the heat of Valentine's Day breathing down your neck right now. I know I do. But you can stay out of the penalty box and send farm fresh flowers from Pooks. Now, she might say, Dad, don't get me anything. I don't want anything. It's fine. You know that's a lie. 
you know it's it's not true. Uh, Books is short for bouquets, and they're giving you 25% off your entire purchase right now at the Books Company. Books is definitely my go-to flower source, and this is why. Because their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms. Even farms on the sides of volcanoes, so they stay fresh way longer. My wife used to tell me all the time, don't give me flowers. They, they just die too soon. In two days, they're dead. Not with books, because they arrive fresh. Buy roses in one click, or choose one of their unique modern designs that you can't find anywhere else, like the 100 red roses you've heard about. Valentine's Day is less than two weeks away now, so place your order right now and get your delivery date. Don't believe it when she says, you don't have to get me anything. You know better than that. Books, short for bouquet. Bouquet, it's B-O-U-Q-S. Be the hero. Go to books.com, use the promo code PAT, get 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S. Books.com, promo code PAT. All right. Uh, Chris, you got another clip for us about uh, this time from COVID? I do. This guest in the Cuomo show, which I didn't know he still had a a show, he said that... um, from Chris, wait, Chris Chris Cuomo? Cuomo? Yeah. Has a show. Oh, yeah, man. We've played clips before. And she Hmm. says... But you see, if he's doing the show... And nobody's tuning in. It's like a tree. Yeah. Is he doing a show? Is he really doing exactly. a show? Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. Um, but his guest says that hold COVID mm-hmm. is like HIV. Okay. Play- hold, on, hold on. This is what? this guest, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh, I'm just trying to verify here. In the, and before we play the clip here, isn't it Dr. Deborah Burks? Isn't this the one that was up there with Fauci is and the, stuff? Uh, I didn't recognize her because yeah. I haven't seen her in a minute. Okay. But yeah, let's no, see this. I let's think it's see her. this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The reason the comparison to HIV is important is because HIV was also asymptomatic. I mean, you couldn't see the virus through symptoms because people were infected for seven, eight, nine years before they developed symptoms. Oh, no. But HIV quietly destroyed our immune system. And we learned a lot about immunology from HIV, and it's changed completely our cancer therapy. We're learning now about mitochondria and viral impact and brain fog and the changes in our neurons and the, the cells that nourish our neurons that really allow us to think and move and we're learning that because what of long COVID has done and so there's two sides of this coin every time there's a lot of destruction that mild and moderate COVID can do that is on scene just like HIV was destroying our immune system but what came mm-hmm. out of that mm-hmm. is brilliant science that changed how we treated HIV and if you're diagnosed today brilliant. you can live a, a very normal lifespan and people not only survive but thrive we need to get to the place where people with long covid we've done the research so that people with long covid can not only survive but thrive okay (laughs) i'm Uh, seeing a lot of different takes uh on social media here about that clip uh almost like she's basically laying the groundwork for covid is the next hiv aids um a lot of people are saying She's laying the groundwork to uh, suggest that, uh, I don't know, there's so much here that uh, different theories that maybe the vaccine gave, I'm not. What about Fauci? Wasn't he also in charge of AIDS? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was. So there's another. Blowing yeah. it on AIDS. So there's another one. This yeah. connection. Is, uh, hmm. I'm just reading all these quick comments here about that clip. Hmm. This is. Uh, oof. It's weird. It's weird to make that comparison. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, is she making it? Is she, I don't know. It, there, there's so many different possibilities of what she's trying to do here. Is she making an escape route for the vaccine and harm it may be causing uh, and blaming it on long COVID? And she's telling us, though, that it destroys your immune system. Yeah, is your immune system now compromised if mm-hmm. you have COVID? Interesting. I, oh, boy. Oh, I hate this timeline. Overtime on the way. And then we'll see you back here to finish off the week tomorrow. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.